This is a podcast from Rover. This podcast definitely contains pretty full-on and honest sharing of all the juicy details of what a sexologist in training gets up to. I'm clenching right now. So, if you're easily shocked, grossed out, or just don't want that stuff in your ears, I'll give that one a hoo next time. Then check out another podcast from Rover. Then turn this off and have a wee lie down instead. The Trainee Sexologist. Two mates, one mum and a lot of firsts. Kia ora everybody and welcome along to The Trainee Sexologist. I'm Sharon Casey and I'm here with my friend Morgan Penn who is going to be a sexologist. She is one in training and... Wow, I'm excited for this week because we have covered some ground over the last six weeks. Yeah, we have, haven't we? God, I know, what a journey. It's a, it's been a really interesting journey uh, to be in the same studio as you, just watching how you change over the six weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, like just the way you carry yourself and things is very interesting and how much more relaxed and free you seem. Are you talking about my hairy legs and armpits? Oh, no, I hadn't noticed those. You got long <laughs> sleeves on. Oh, but yeah. no, you just seem like, oh, God, have you started wearing, have you got undies on? Yeah, beige gr- oh, granny Oh, I, I thought you just like, 100% just flashed me your <laughs> vagina and I was like, wow, what an opener. <laughs> Punny. Um, no, but it's been it's been a big week for you and you've actually had a few people kind of helping you out on your journey this week. What has been happening? What's the topic? Yeah, it's actually been a little bit hard for me this week. Um, I've bit my boundaries and morals have kind of been tested a bit. Um, so this week I had to receive three erotic massage dancing sessions. So I needed someone to facilitate me being sort of pleasured, masturbated by this person while I danced. So when I was reading it, I was like, what the heck is whoa, this? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm confused. You had to receive it. Yeah. So does that mean someone danced for you while you... No, I had to dance while someone was touching my vulva in a pleasurable way. So how was that masturbating, though? Wasn't that just getting prodded? Well, yeah. So talk... Okay. Wait, who did you do this with? Well, the thing is, like, this is what I've been struggling with, is I don't really want to be touched in an erotic way if it's not by someone I'm sexually intimate with. You know totally. what I mean? Or give, yeah. or give, give, give erotic massage or that kind of intimate stuff mm. with someone, unless I want to be, yeah, pounding them. Yeah. So, it, so this has been really hard. So, of course, I asked Gruff to help me so do that's that. Your boyfriend? Yep. Oh, we're not using the B word yet, but yeah, that well, guy. Use your boyfriend. <laughs> He's your boyfriend. Um, and um, he was just like, what the hell? And then I was I was picturing myself like dancing viciously around the room. <laughs> he was like chasing, trying to catch up, yeah. rub my bits, you know. But when I did all the like learning about what was going on, it's not like that at all. You so just what lie is it? There. You lie there and it's about all this movement and like, um, so it's about breathing, circulating energy, um, just creating a lot more excitement and movement in your body. Whereas like... It's pretty much saying that four hands are better than two when you're self-pleasuring. And so that person that is facilitating is reminding you to breathe, reminding you to move. It's meant to be half an hour of non-stop movement and just circulating that sexual energy. How do you, sorry, how do you not find this frustrating? Because when you tell me about it, I'm like, that sounds so frustrating. Like, how, I don't, like, how do you get through the mind block of like, okay, you've got to do this because there's a thick, there's a reason that you're doing it. 
well, I haven't found the mind block before, but this one definitely it was there. And I was mm. like, I don't get it. Like, why do I, one, I don't want to be doing this when I masturbate, like, or when I'm having partner time, mm-hmm. or I don't want to be doing this to somebody else either in the real world. So that's what I found really hard. So, but I did tell Gruff, like, he had to do it. I briefed him in on everything. And we were going away for the weekend with his friends, staying in this like, not nice home. When we got there, our bedroom was like on a mezzanine level, didn't mm. have a door on it. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, this ain't going to be the one, is it? No. So um, we, we didn't, we tried to do it quietly, but we just got the giggles. So. It just didn't happen. Didn't happen. So I didn't do it. And I I didn't feel comfortable. So I was like, you know what? This is my boundary I'm putting in. I don't want to do it. So that's it. But that's the thing is like with this course, because everything's got to be consensual, what happens if there is an assignment that you don't consent to, like this one that you don't connect with? Does that mean you fail? Um, I don't know exactly. I think it's more the learning is in exploring it. And if my boundary is not to do it, then yeah, I need to talk to my class tutor about it yeah. really because I'm not too sure but what I did do is move forward to giving an erotic massage mm-hmm. so um, I, I felt obviously very comfortable doing that to Gruff. So what is an erotic massage because I'm thinking it's just like a normal massage except maybe you're naked and there's a candle <laughs> like that's how I'm thinking it so what is, explain what an exotic massage is Yeah an erotic massage is a full body massage but that does include the genitalia um, it's really about uh consensual talk as well so asking what they like can I touch you here um what does this feel like how could I make it better and breathing Mm -hmm. is is used as well um so like I got Gruff to try this really weird breathing so you go (sighs) and at the same time I was like moving my hand over his penis up twice like (sighs) down uh, up up down (sighs) does it sound weird Yep. Am I freaking you out right now? I feel weird. Well, you're not weird. freaking me out, but it's just, it's, I just, it's, I, it, when you say something like that, I'm like, how is it supposed to be sexy? I know, and it wasn't. It sounds like you're wanking somebody that's in labour. <laughs> like, when they're just like, hee hee ha, I was like, does that feel good, babe? And he's like, no. I was like, okay. Um, oh. Yeah. But I, but there were other moves. He's like, that's real good. Like what, was, was, what was real good so that people could maybe try it at home? Yeah, so I I learned this move, and when I was watching it, I was like, I can't see how that would be a good time. But using a fist and with your um, knuckles, you sort of put it on the perineum, on the gooch, so the balls kind of sit on top, mm-hmm. and you just sort of vibrate in. And I was like, that won't feel real good. And I was like, I'm just going to whip out a weird move on you, doll. And, and then I started doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's real good. And apparently it, you can actually stimulate the G-spot. You don't have to position. use your fist either. You can use the heel of your hand. Oh, what yeah. do you know that I don't know? I'm just saying that you can use the heel of your hand. Well, well, well. Good to know. There you go. Did you hear that, everybody? Yeah. I'll give that one a who next time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, a, it's just a thing a friend told me that you could do. You just hold, like, the heel of your hand. So, so you also might be like cupping it, cupping the balls. So you like that way. What? Hang on. So they're here. It'd be great if you had ball. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. well, a bit of that vibration going on and that pressure under in that area. Mm. Wow. What is a tap? <laughs> Are you tapping the balls or the gooch? I don't. I. This is just what I've read in Cosmo, mate. Whatever. It's just what I've read in Cosmo. Whatever, you little sex fiend. It's just what I've read in Cosmopolitan and Girlfriend magazine back in the day when they were dirty. <laughs> I have to say, Gruff is an amazing volunteer for me. Like, he's so supportive. Like, I don't know how I'd be doing this course without him to try. Yeah. You know? 
Well, how does this feel? Exactly. <laughs> so you you were doing that. So you did it on him, and did it end up being good? Like, what other things did you try that were good that people might want to try? Um, well, there is a move where you uh, pretend like you're juicing an orange. So you're kind of going down on the side, but kind of twisting your hand as you go down, and then a pull up. You got. You need to have lots of lube for this movement. Yeah, but, you do. Um, you know. Wait, maybe I'll do a um, demonstration on our Instagram page of this move that I'm doing right now because I feel like I'm just doing it for your private viewing. I'm just laughing because I'm like, I think I may have a certificate in this area. Oh, this like, looks these are all not to you. new things to me, mate. What, what else is there? I okay. want to keep going through this. In between that, you can put push your thumb in. If the if the man's got a foreskin, you can push. Okay, no, the I haven't he- done this one. Oh, hey, old Bryce. <laughs> he will not appreciate that. I'm not allowed to talk about our sex life on here. Oh, right. No, I mean, hey, old girlfriend magazine. Girlfriend magazine. Um, yeah, put your, put your thumb down and then you kind of scoot the foreskin in between your thumb and your index finger and you sort of go around sort of massaging, kind of rimming the top with those two fingers. See, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I'm pretty. I don't want to do anything with anybody's foreskin. I love it. Just sound, like it just makes me feel like it just, it just you know like I don't want to play with deli ham. Deli ham. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel oh. about it. I feel like it's a sausage wrapped in tight deli ham, <laughs> and I don't want to be fiddling around with that. Also, I'm worried I'm going to tear it. I got long nails. Oh yeah, that's something I've had to give up ever since I've started this course. Look at these little tiny. Oh. Tiny nails. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, you know, if that's your jam, all about it. But for me, I'm just like, I'm too, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> no, thanks. Okay. Sorry, I've okay. got some matter in my throat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots and lots of moves. I mean, yeah, and the balls, like, different moves for the balls. That quite, quite often men are quite scared to have their balls touched because it can be quite a sensitive area for them. I thought that was something that guys wanted to do but girls didn't do. No, I just think there's a bit of un, like misunderstandings going on around it. One, because it is so sensitive for men mm. and then women are scared because they don't know how to touch it properly. Right. So, yeah, there's like one move where you kind of scoop underneath them so it looks like the balls are tight, like a balloon almost. Yeah. And if you've got lube, then you just can use your top of, like, fingers and just move around slowly. These all sound like extremely risky manoeuvres to me. <laughs> like, I feel like you would be... Like, I can see why people would be scared to have that. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, if you're not used to it, all you need to do is have really clear, open communication yeah. and say, we're going to try this out. You need. I really need feedback from you. How does this feel? Like, How do you, how do you approach that yarn, though? Because I feel like a lot of people feel so uncomfortable to have that conversation. Well, like, to be able to sit there and be like, okay, well, give me some, some feedback on this. I'm going to try this thing out now. And it could go bad or it could go wrong. And, like, so many people get so anxious and awkward in those situations. How do you... Have have those yarns because you're very open, very confident with those conversations. Yeah. I would feel awkward having that conversation. Do you mean like, even just initiating to do it, or do you mean when you're in the thick of it? I remember right, when you're like both. Like, as a lot, like I know a lot of people say that the thing is like, oh, you got to tell guys what you want, you got to tell girls what you want. Mm. And then people are like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or I or they feel awkward. So how do you have those conversations? Uh, being heart-led, I reckon. Just yeah. being so soft, compassionate, and being like, 
hey, I want to explore something. And I think this is the biggest taboo we need to break within the bedroom mm. is that we just need some more radical honesty because we're all having these unfulfilled sex lives. We're not saying what we want. We're not even asking our partners what they really want. Mm. So it's just about coming from a place of like loving and vulnerability because, yeah, it is hard to have those conversations. Yeah. And I think um, rejection is like one of the biggest things for humans. Well, yeah, you know? that can like – and I think that's why like not from my own personal experience but just like talking to friends and stuff where they've had – that conversation and it's gone so wrong yeah. it's done more damage than good like having the conversation so yeah. like how do you do it or if you've got people that have had like a like a horrible sexual history yeah it's like you gotta how do you like that's my thing is like how do you create that safe space to have these conversations you're talking about because it's for a lot of people it's more than just having good sex it's like feeling safe Safety, yeah. you've, you've nailed it, is number one. That's the biggest thing. If you've got the foundation of the safety or a safe container to have these conversations, then yes, great, anything can be said. Um, so, I mean, the thing is, like, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. this is actually a really good opener to be like, hey. Totally. I is- was, like, scared of all these conversations episode one. If you remember episode one, I was like, <laughs> oh, God, don't tell me anything. Now I, like, come into the records. I'm not even stressed about it. I'm like, all right, we're going to be talking about some heavy shit today, but I am into it. I am into it. Let's do it. And I, I was thinking about it in the car. By the way here, I was like, I wonder if people were like, oh, they were really uh, loose and nervous in the first one, and now they're just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not even phased when you tell me that you've been fingering someone's butthole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you could say, you could be like, oh, I heard the girls today, they were talking about this new move. I've been thinking maybe we should spice things up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Would you be keen to try some things? I mean, nine times out of ten, person's going to say yes. Yeah. You know, like, why wouldn't you? True. That's true. I mean, I don't know. And then it's just about gentle, slow conversation. Yeah. You know, just start. Well, you've definitely got to be careful how you have those conversations. I feel like especially dudes need to be extremely careful how they have those conversations with women. Yes. Because women can take it so personally. Yes. Because a lot of the time you won't even know what a girl, because a girl will be too embarrassed to tell a man about her history if she's had a shit one. Then Yes. Then you've not, and then you try to have that conversation, and you haven't done it in a sensitive way. It could do so much damage. Yeah. So you've just got to make. That's my thing. Is like, if you're going to have the yarns, you've got to make sure that you know what you're dealing with. And number one tip as well would be not to um, make it seem like what they've got currently is not good enough. Totally. It's about building on that and making totally. it a bit better. Because I always find the saying "spice things up" really negative. Like, because I find straight away they're saying, oh, so I'm boring. Ah. So, because, and I never looked at it that way until my friend, ah. I went for coffee with a friend who was bawling her eyes out. I was like, what's wrong? And she was like, I had the worst night last night. I was like, what happened? I hope she doesn't mind me telling the story. This was like years ago and it's always stuck with me. And her boyfriend had said to her, oh, um, I feel like we should um, maybe try and spice things up a wee bit. And she's like, well, I thought that things were going great. Like, do you think I'm boring? He's like, no, no, I don't think we're boring. I just think we need to spice things up a wee bit and keep saying it. Mm. And I, and then when she said that, I was like, actually, that is a really negative way to say it because you are saying, eh, it's a bit, but like, I want to make this more interesting because it's a bit boring. Yeah. So, what do you think is like better language to use so that people aren't, you know, like coming across in that way? Well, I mean, maybe it's about asking the other person, like, how would you rate our sex life? Like, do you think it could be better? You know, maybe come from a, a place of like ga- getting a gauge. And that a, would make curiosity. me freak out as well. Oh, right. Well, I mean. <laughs> that would make me freak out too, because then you're like, what do you mean? Why do I have to rate it? Like, do you not rate it very high? Well, see, this actually poses an interesting question, right? Because, yeah, it, I am into a, in early stages of a relationship. Yeah. But for me, when I've be, been dating, I always talk about 
their sex drive and what their expectations are because I have a high sex drive and it's really important to me that we're compatible on that level. Yeah. So this is the shit thing about the world that we're in at the moment with the sex taboo is we're not having these open conversations. Yeah. So if we did that from the beginning, I mean, you know. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore gym bunnies don't go out with couch potatoes. Do you know what I mean? Like we need to match up on these levels. That's so important. If you're going to be pounding the same person for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. you need to know you're on the same page. This guy that I'm seeing now, Gruff, I said to him, I want to be an 80-year-old grandma with lube by the bed still learning new moves. And he's like, I'm in. Amazing. You know? Yeah. So, But what do you do if those pages change? Because you can match up at the start. But you've got to keep it like for people in long term relationships. Yeah, well, it's just it's just communication. If you've started it clear, then it's a lot easier to carry it on, right? Yeah. And I mean, of course, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and if there's pregnancies totally. or big life changes or depression, things like that, that really affects stuff. But yeah. it's just about keeping that communication and love there, you know? Because I think the thing is, when we're not connecting properly, then we do get defensive and hurt when somebody comes to the table with wanting something better or different, or yeah, totally, you know, yeah. But but it's so important to be open and learn and like why wouldn't you want to spice things up you yeah because it just it could be better for you like it should be better for you yeah yeah oh it's so full of, sorry I've got like a massive trail for it there because I was just like it is a thing though like because yeah. it's something I talk about so often with friends especially female friends that have had those conversations and been devastated so it's kind of like you have to like I don't know, I feel like we need to talk about how to have those conversations, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, we can talk more about that in yeah. another time. I can, yeah. Totally. This is going to be, yep, something. Hello, is this Gruff, the sex monster? <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Now, first of all, Gruff, I imagined your voice being different because uh, Morgan's been hiding you from me and I haven't been able to um, meet you in real life. So my name's Sharon, I'm Morgan's friend, and uh, I'm sorry that we're going to meet each other via voice before face. <laughs> so good. Now, so good. how are you feeling about doing this conversation on our podcast? Because it's co- like I, f- uh, I feel a little bit weird that... You and I have not met in real life, but we're about to have a very intimate conversation. Uh, yeah, a little bit, um, a little bit of trepidation, but um, I think it's all good. All right, let's let's get into this. Okay, uh, where do we start, Morgs? Well, like us to talk through. Well, we could talk about how an amazing volunteer he's been for me to practice on. Yeah. So, Gruff, what was it like for you when Morgan? Propositions you with being a interview subject and participant in her studies to become a sexologist. Um, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of um, hesitation around it. Um, uh, was sort of you know what am I getting myself into here? But um, she was quite reassuring, and um, obviously there were some aspects of it that were um, quite. Um, And it would have been super confronting. Like, I've been with my husband for 10 years, and the stuff that you guys have been uh, getting up to in this study, I would feel very nervous about doing that in front of my husband. Did you feel nervous about, I mean, you had to um, masturbate in front of Morgan. Like, what was that like for you? (laughs) Yeah, that one, that was a little bit, um, that was a little bit tricky, that one. I, I mean, I, in general, I consider myself to be a, a sort of progressive person, but it's definitely um, uh, pushed me to the um, 
outer edges of my boundaries um, in a sense. But um, in general, it's been pretty good. But yeah, some things you sort of um, are very, very private things that, you know, for your whole life and, you know, to sort of do them in cold blood like that took a bit of a bit of easing into. Yeah, what was going through your mind? Like, because I imagine I would have just been like freaking out. I'd be like, oh God, is she looking at my face? Oh no, now she's wondering if that's what it looks like. Like, what were you, what were you thinking about? Um, well, I had a bit of an imagination and going in my head, obviously, to, um, to be able to complete the task, but, um, Mate, uh, we, know you, we know you didn't complete the task. You guys ended up boning. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess a part of me was looking at it like that. As um, and I, I think at the time I wasn't supposed to, but it, it's kind of hard not um, sort of thinking about you know what what's about to follow. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't too it wasn't too hard. Um, uh, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. So. Do you think that doing Do you think that doing these things together outside of the bedroom they've changed your relationship in a positive or either a negative or a positive way? Like, are there things that you do differently now since doing such open things in front of each other? Um, yeah, I, I guess it does, um, and I think it is a, a positive if you're um, if it's making you both sort of more open and honest. I mean, you get to the point where there's sort of you think, well, should I haven't really got anything to hide anymore here? She's pretty much seen everything. So it, it sort of enables you to be a lot more open and honest about everything in general as well as the sexual things. So. Wow. Oh, that's so, that's so sweet, Gruff, but why won't you let me near your butt? Yeah, look about that. There's a whole lot of, um, there's you know, a lot of years gone into protecting that uh, little orifice and, um, <laughs> Not quite ready to be plundered just yet. Yeah, because that's the thing. I like I am on the same team as you, Gruff. Where I'm just like, I don't want anyone going near my butt. And it, yeah. is it is it something that you feel like you're kind of like working yourself up to, or like Morgan? I know that you'd be accepting of this as his personal decision. He doesn't want you to go in there. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't stop me trying. Well, that's not. I don't think that's what you're supposed to say. Like, if there's any ailment with him, I'm like, do you know what would fix that? Something, I'll, I'll put a finger up your butt. Oh, my God. That would just make me even more nervous. Does that make you even more nervous when she says stuff like that, yeah, Gruff? Yeah, it sort of gives me an involuntary clenching. Yes, it made me it. clench. <laughs> I clench. I'm clenching right now. It's, it's it's very full on. So as, like, someone who has been a partner of Morgan going through this sexologist experience, how do you think that she's changed during the journey? Um... It's it's a little a little bit tricky to say because when I first met her, she was already beginning on this journey, so I don't really have a baseline to compare it to. But um, she does seem to be growing a little more, a little more uh, open and, and probably a little more out there sexually. Like she's um, expressed a bit of a desire to experiment with sort of different things, and that um, as part of her course and growth and along those lines. So. Yeah, so she's sort of steadily progressing. How do you feel about when you hear that she's having to use other people as uh, students, shall we say, or, or guinea pigs, where she's you know going around and giving butt massages to her friends' husbands and things like that? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's um, mm. yeah. I, initially, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about that, but um, I'm, I'm a pretty um, 
pretty confident um, trusting sort of guy. So, um, hey, in the name of education, by all means, go ahead. But I do give her a bit of a, bit of a stick about it. It's like, uh, yeah, I know Corso. Because there's got to be a line, right? There's got to be a line of like the things she can come do. Like, because how? Because she's off to Byron Bay in a couple of days. How are you feeling about that? Because there's going to be all sorts of things happening there. This is when we're going to find out once and for all if she's been studying to be a sexologist or studying to be part of a sex cult. Well, that's it. I mean, you hear these rumours about these hippie sex cults over there, and all yeah. naked around the bonfire at night and do all sorts of funny things with each other. So. Um, for me, I guess it's it's not so much about what the course is about, what goes on over there. It's probably more to do with my my trust and confidence in Morgan as a person. Yeah. That um, you know, I, I know she's um, she's, she's a good person. She's a trustworthy person. She's not um, not out there just to get a jolly, you know. And um, I know for her part, there's a little bit of um, trepidation around it all too. So um, as part of the course, yeah, I don't quite understand why. Some of it has to be part of the course, but that's yeah, what it is. what's the bit that what's what's the bit that's part of the course that you're like, oh come on, why do you have to do that? Because like even when I'm listening to what Morgan's saying in the, in the podcast, I'm like, why do you have to do that? Like, why is there so many chapters on you putting things in your butt? Like, what's the thing for you that you're like, oh come on, Morgan? <laughs> a little like that, yeah, like having to um, you know find a dude to slide a finger up his ring is a bit yeah like what yeah what's what's the purpose of that what's you know what's uh yeah what, what's, what's the, the aim and, and you know fondling a whole bunch of people i mean what is it yeah surely with a mannequin or something like that if it's, if it's purely about technique but um yeah. <laughs> oh well Gruff it has been awesome to get an insight uh, as somebody that is you know dating Morgan while she's going through this journey and it was really nice to finally meet you via the voice can't wait to meet you in real life <laughs> yeah likewise yeah. thank you so much bye Gruff bye, well what is your sex tip for this week because you always end the podcast on a sex tip yes okay so this is about using something about like using your own bodies right Ooh. in a sexy way don't make us do the dance thing oh no I, w- I wouldn't I mean you know I couldn't do it so um, so it's about blowing different temperatures from your mouth mm-hmm. um, so I've been trying this out and I thought maybe I should actually do it we'll do it on the Instagram so people can see okay. what we're doing um, so if you blow with like very pursed lips very quickly it feels cold Yes. And then if you blow with an open mouth slowly, it feels warm. Oh. Yes. So, like, using that on, like, erogenous mm. zones and just playing. It's about polarity, you know. It's just about teasing little bits. It's like, you know, like, if you're giving fellatio or a gobby or whatever, um, with you can put ice, you know, in, in your, your mouth. mouth yeah. Or, like, spearmint. Hot water, or champagne. Yes, bubbles with the champers. How mm. good is that? Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just about using different little tips. Okay. All right. Well, everybody try that this week, your different temperatures, and uh, we'll have more for you next week as we continue Morgan's journey to become a trainee sexologist as we build up to her big trip to Byron Bay where she goes on a sex camp. <laughs> it's I basically see. a sex camp. We will find out once and for all, is she just in a sex cult this whole time or is it a real thing? <laughs> We'll All find right. out once and for all for her mama keys. Thank See you ya. so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next week. Bye. Bye. Next week on the trainee sexologist. Yeah, I'm terrified. Like, wow. Yep, it's all coming up. No, no like, he literally just, like, dry hump my thigh. Oh. God, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, today was great, guys. I had to give a hand job to Ken from Adelaide <laughs> after he had a VB. <laughs> 
Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Trainee Sexologist. 